You are listening to the All Things Comedy Network. Check us out on our website, allthingscomedy.com, and follow us on Twitter at All Things Comedy. Welcome to Mini Van Man. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We've got our guest Sam Tripoli, a good friend of all of ours. We're going to start the show by talking about pets and how they're like kids. And then we're going to talk about the birth of the Axis of Evil comedy tour and how Sam was with us at the beginning. And lastly, we're going to come back and talk about what Sam's doing now, the Naughty Show, where he gets to have porn stars on the stage with him. Stay tuned. Mini Van Men starting now. Hey, welcome to Minivan Men. This is Maz Jobrani here in Los Angeles. Al Madrigal could not join us because he got caught up in Hurricane Sandy. He's trying to make it back into New York. That's how tough he is. He wants to go into That's the some storm. Bruce Willis stuff right he is, there. He is the Bruce Willis of the Minivan Men. And uh, Chris Spencer did not make it today. Uh, I think he's somewhere uh, just being fabulous. I think he's running on black time. He's running on black time. And He'll the person you just heard right there, Sam Tripoli, guest and guest host almost today because he's the only other person here. Hijacking uh, this thing. Hijacking the minivan men. Sam Tripoli is a good friend of all the minivan men. Sam and I started comedy around the same time in Los Angeles. We've- I'd moved here and we uh, kind of like, started growing together yes. yeah we got into the clubs together we got some interesting stories about how uh we worked that all out and uh sam uh sam is uh not a minivan man he doesn't have any kids he's not married i have a dog now and much respect for single moms that's a that's the truth i have a lot of respect for single mothers right now uh dana my girlfriend's out of town been out of town for two months taking care of her mother and so it's just be me and my dog pollyanna and i got mad props to single mothers. Is this, the, is this the first time you've had the responsibility of another living creature of yes. that sort? Yes. Because you used to have a snake, didn't you, or something like that? Yeah, snakes aren't like responsibilities. You just hope they don't wake up and each like find a way out. That's what snakes do. Like your snake pet is just constantly thinking how to break out and eat you. So that's not really taking care of it. You just did you what would you feed the snake when you had the snake mice and I hated it and that's why I had to give it away it just I understand the nature of you know how animals live you know you eat another animal I understand I just didn't want to be the guy to deliver the animal like I always want an animal to have a chance to survive in that you don't have any chance you know it's funny because I just went to a birthday for my son and they had rented a reptile guy so this guy showed up with these all these baskets, kind of like, you know how the Cobra Charmers got the basket? It was a bunch yeah. of wicker baskets with different things. We didn't know what was going to be in them. Oh. And the guy himself had this like goatee. Was, he, the guy with himself was the kind of guy that you're like, okay, this guy might do meth or something. Oh, he had that meth vibe? Yeah, he's got a little bit of, I mean, you got to be a little crazy to live with all these creatures. Yeah, especially ones that can't a- actually show you affection. Oh, yeah, and he, br- and he would bring them out one by one. Like, it was like, here's a scorpion, here's a tarantula. I'm like, my God, this guy's life has got to be just the weirdest life. Why are those animals near children? Exactly, and he, like, brought out the, he brought out the, uh, the boa at the end. I and think I'm, that's horrible. Yeah, and I'm just like I'm I'm like kind of ready to 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 get involved if it starts wrapping around my son's neck at some point, you know? You're like, yeah, you're in fight mode. Yeah, I'm like what and, and it's funny cuz it the one on the one the one good thing about the whole thing was and and you'll see uh I guess you don't have this as much with 
the pets as you would with a kid. But like when you have kids, you're just trying to entertain them as much as possible. So there is that with my dog. There and is that. I, I will tell you this. I know this comes off as crazy dog person. This dog is the most emotional animal I've ever met in my life. And like I had a dog growing up. This dog would just be like, hey, you want to pet me? Cool. You want to go for a walk? Cool. If not, I'm over here. I'm just going to chill. This dog is constantly like, what is going on? Why don't you love me? Because, you know, she's a rescue. And they're like, oh, they need attention constantly. Wow. But she has these very human eyes. It's very, Maybe I just have this weird connection with this dog, but I'm constantly trying to entertain her. It's point- almost like you have started dating a needy stripper. Yes. Because she was abused. And her name is Pollyanna. And her name so is that Pollyanna. that could be a stripper name. So you got Pollyanna, the abused stripper dog. Yes. Who is now like in love with you. Yeah. I and mean, just, there's a deep love. I definitely have some, you know, what's it called? Co-relations? What's that oh called? Oh, yeah. Co- uh, you're codependent. Oh, yeah. Big time. Well, that's the thing. So so uh, now, because as a parent, again, going back to this birthday, what I loved about the reptile guy, even though I hated re- the reptiles, what I loved about it is it, it, it took about a good two, like the guy had like a almost an hour plus presentation. So these kids were just sitting. I've never seen the kids sit around that long. Just he's like, now it's the tarantula. Now it's the turtle. Now it's the, he had all these different, and it just kept coming and coming. And I was like, my God, that took a long time. And the kids sat and watched. Now for you, what do you do for Pollyanna? What do you, what do you, what do, you do to entertain Pollyanna? I am uh, constantly taking her to the dog parks, like multiple times a day, which is like not easy with traffic. I mean, it's a long, and like we're talking like, I'm, I'm dedicating two to three hours a day taking this dog to a dog park review count and the driving and all that stuff. And it's like really like wearing on me, man, because Dana's out of town. She, I can't leave her alone when she's just alone. I feel so bad for her. Now, when you go to the dog park and I, I'm, I'm not, I'm the farthest thing from an animal person. I think Al has a pet. Yeah. He's got a couple of dogs that he tried to take to New York with them and lived in an ho- apartment in one bedroom with the dog and his family. Oh, that's horrible. It's just crazy. Uh, I don't know if Chris has a dog. Does Chris have a dog? I'm not sure. That, that's how little of an animal person I am, that even when they talk about their animals, I just turn off. I'm like, right. blah, 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 blah. Right. So my question to you is, like, when I take my kids to the park, I still got to be involved. Like, if they're digging, you know, the sand, I feel like a bad parent if I just sit on the bench and go, you guys dig, I'm going to be on my phone checking email. There I gotta is get involved. A, uh, some of that. You, 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 gotta, you can't you just sit the there. You don't want to be the neglectful dog owner, and you see them out there, and they get bad reps, and people talk a lot about them. It's not like you got to be hands-on. But my dog is like, uh, I, I think she, she's a lesbian. She just, I just really do it's think a lesbian that. stripper. Yeah, I yeah. definitely think that she has a, she has lesbian tendencies. She's like a, a lesbian MMA fighter. She loves to rumble. She rumble with anybody, bigger dogs, smaller dogs, and I have to be very conscious of is she playing with somebody who a dog that can't handle that kind of energy because even though I have an emotional connection to my dog, there are people at the dog parks who have way more emotional connections to their dogs. Uh, it's And I, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody, but it tends to be older women who don't have children have this incredible connection to these dogs to the point where they pamper them beyond. So if their dog is getting an ass whooping, and I'll say this, my dog, sometimes my dog's the hammer, sometimes she's the nail. She'll, you know, it doesn't, sometimes she's getting a butt kick. What kind, of, like, what kind of dog is she? She is, um, she's half Basenji, half Blue Nose. See, I have no idea what that means. Basenji's, now, Basenji's are the third oldest dogs in the world. They've, like, done it through, like, they've, I don't know, through DNA and stuff like that. Uh, and 
if you'd like to look at the Egyptian pyramids and all the hieroglyphics, oh, you see that the dog. dogs. Those yeah, are yeah. the Senjis. Now, are they friendly dogs, or are they? You just said she's gonna be the hammer and the nail. What kind of dog? Let me tell you this: ninety nine point nine percent of your dogs are friendly dogs. It's bad owners that. And now that I have a dog that's half pit bull, I'm very conscious of the image of a pit bull. Oh, because, she's half pit bull. Yeah, and she, you know, she's the most lovable. She loves children. If you see a pit bull, a bad pit bull, it's a horrible owner. And that really sucks because, you know, what are you going to do? You can't do anything to the owner. You got to do something to the pit bull. Right. But it really is ownership. Pit bulls are lovers. They are such lovers. They want to cuddle. They're always trying to rub up against you. They're very I'll tell you, man, going back to the kid thing, I was walking recently in San Francisco with my little uh, 22-month-old girl, and we're just walking on the sidewalk. She hates, like a lot of times she's like, walk, walk. She wants to walk. She doesn't want to be carried. All right, let's walk. And around this corner, these three white dudes that kind of look thuggy. Yeah. Um, they came around and they had these two pit bulls. And my daughter um, just instantly, she's like, doggy, doggy. And she started going. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And it was exactly what you said. I was like, the bad image of yeah. pit bulls in my mind. Right. And then the, I'm looking at the owners and I stereotype. I mean, the owners could have ended up being, I don't know, maybe they were angelic. Yeah. Uh, They're thugs for Christ. You yeah, they could have been thugs for Christ, exactly. Right? They're just yet, rapping for the Lord. Yeah. You don't know. And yet the, I was freaked out because yeah. of the image. Yeah, totally. And it, and it's in the news constantly. It's constantly easy to put out there that pit bulls are bad. And I'm not saying pit bulls are, you should always love a pit bull. You should honestly, with any kind of dog, take, you know, walk up slowly, put your hand out like that, let yeah. it sniff it. You know, but she's a lover. And I'm Middle Eastern, so I know how pitful pit bulls feel. Yeah, you really pit bulls are the Middle Easterns of the Middle dog Easterns community. of the dog community, right? We got to, They have a bad image, and they, they need- really are lovers. So I, I have that, but I have a <laughs> lot of respect for the ladies and their their kids and all that stuff. Well, you know what's funny too is that uh, here's my son again. He always he seems to hijack our our show a lot. Hi, buddy. What's up? Hi, daddy. What are you Aww. doing? Are you, gonna, are you looking for Donovan? You want to go next door to see if Donovan's here? Okay. Okay, that's our neighbor. So my son is going to go try and play with the neighbor's kid right now. Um, all right, he's going to figure it out. Um, that's how that's how I roll. Well, um, it's very interesting when they talk about the role of men and uh, and women in raising a child. And like scientists or studies would say that like if if it was the mother, she would get up to show him how and open the door for him. Right. Whereas you're like, you'll figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the importance of that's what dads do to kids. They like they they make them work it out. Right, right. Well, I think I mean I, I think he's gonna figure it out, but it looks like he just got locked inside the house with a nanny now. So uh, I think he'll well, he'll figure it out. I think this happens from time to time because yeah, we do got, the show dude, here. That's life. You they got, show up. I gotta work it through. So, but, but okay, let me get back to to the thing I was talking about. You were talking about. Um, uh, we were talking about the pit bulls, but oh, this is what I was going to say. At the park, it's interesting because the way you were describing the park, it, it is like having a kid because there are some parents that are more protective than the other parents. And I'm always very hypersensitive to, because kids, especially when they're babies, they don't understand the no hitting. Yes. So for the longest time, my boy, who's now a very sweet boy, like like when he was one and a half, he was like Suge Knight. He would go around just pounding Just clocking kids. people? Just, and now my daughter's doing that. And you got to teach them and you're so you're mortified. Because you're going up to parents, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And a lot of, most parents understand, you know. Do you think raising children in a weird way is like raising a wild animal? In that, in a weird way, it's like this animal with these instincts and you must teach them either to curtail those instincts or just completely leave those instincts and those aren't, instincts aren't right and yeah, they're not absolutely. right in society. And you're, and that 
When you don't do that, that's why you get a little wild in life as an adult. Right. I think they need to have some guidelines. It's, it's you know, a lot of times it's funny because a lot of kids, um, it's not just about being rich or poor. You know, it's more about the attention that the kids are given. Like somebody was, I remember reading a study that said that that actually rich kids and poor kids both have a tendency towards, uh, you know, uh, drug addiction because the poor kids, the parents aren't around. Uh, they're living in a bad neighborhood. Drugs yep. are available. The rich right. kids, the parents aren't around. They're living in a good neighborhood, but drugs are available. Yep. It's those kids in the middle whose dad's like, let's go play cats. Let's go play soccer. I'm watching you. You know, I'm, I'm, my eye's on you, you know? Um, yeah, so, there's definitely to that, man. There yeah. is. It's so interesting because, you know, I, I'm all into these conspiracy theories and like the Illuminati and all that stuff. And they're always like, the Illuminati, they're just going to take over. All the rich people are going to take over. And then I'm like, then what? What are yeah. their kids going to do? Because their kids tend not to be the smartest people in the world. Yeah, because everything's handed to you. Right. And, and there's this whole notion that because you have your dad's name that you're your dad. And that doesn't always oh, yeah, work Bush, out that Bush, way. Bush was a perfect example. Yeah. You know. I think Bush was honestly a nice guy that just worked for evil. Like yeah, the, the evil guys behind him. You know, it's funny with I just saw they just had an image of because because all this uh, Hurricane Sandy stuff that's going on. They were worst showing, name ever, right? Horrible worst name. name. Can we agree on that? Yeah, Hur I think Hurricane black Sandy. scientists should name hurricanes. Why? Because I just think they come up with better names. You know, what I'm saying like Hurricane Shaka or something Shaka. like that. You know, <laughs> something that sounds like it's about the wreck shop. Yeah. I don't want someone who sounds like my aunt. Yeah, Sandy. You're right. You're right. No, you're totally right. But it's funny because they had an image. We were talking about the George Bush thing. They had an image when um, you know, they, uh, when Katrina hit, and they had an image of him standing there, like when FEMA like really messed messed it up. And this time they're saying that you know the the national response has been much better. But it was there was an image of George Bush standing on TV, and I noticed. Uh, if you can if you can go to YouTube, maybe we can put this image up. I don't know if there's a way to find the George Bush speech at the FEMA uh, with FEMA at Hurricane Katrina but he's standing there and if you watch his hands you see he's uncomfortable he doesn't know where to put his hands he's just standing there very goofy and it's exactly what you said like he seems like I'm sure he was a, he's like a good enough guy but he just got like he's he, clueless his backing is evil like the people that were behind him he doesn't have street sense did not have street and he just he didn't know where to put his hands that's always a, that's not a good sign you know, when you're in the like, public what, eye. What do I do? What do I do with my hands? So now he just looks like he's a cowboy walking up it's on people. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. He was uh, definitely a weird period in our country. Yeah. Let's take a break. We're going to come back uh, with Sam Tripoli. Minivan Men. Stay tuned. What's up, everybody? This is Chris Spencer, and we want you to join our fan page on Facebook. It's Minivan Men. And if you want the direct link, go to our website, minivanmen.com. Hey, we're back with the Minivan Men. I'm Maz Jobrani here with our guest today, Sam Tripoli. Honored to be in the van. Good to Honored have to be you. in the van. First of all, you guys got to know, Sam has his own podcast called The Naughty Show. I actually have two. I have the uh, Naughty Show podcast, which just uh, I just started producing on my own. And, and I have uh, a very popular sports podcast called Punch Drunk. Now, it's which one of those is on All Things Comedy? The Naughty Show. The Naughty Show just joined our network of All Things Comedy. So we're happy to have you. I'm very excited to bring my rock and roll circus. And if people want to listen to this and then get in touch with you, how do they find you? On Twitter? I'm on Twitter at Sam Tripoli, T-R-I-P-O-L-I. -I. Uh, you 
you know, samtriplee.com. I mean, it's all going to be all over the place and uh, pretty soon I'll have my Vimo page where you can watch my podcast. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun and craziness. I'm very excited about the possibilities of all things comedy. Well, Sam is uh, uh, one of my closest friends in comedy, and uh, we started together at the Comedy Store, and then... You got me in. I was I, uh, I had Duncan on my podcast, and we, we were talking about how you and him got me in to the Comedy Store. Yeah, what happened, the story goes, at Mitzi Shore in the year 2000, who's the owner of the Comedy Store and Polly Shore's mother, uh, she was watching the news, and she saw the latest uprising of the Palestinians and in, uh, in the Israelis, the latest conflict started again in 2000. And uh, she said, I think there's going to be a need for a positive voice of Middle Easterners in the world. How smart was she? She was on. She, she was one year ahead of uh, September 11th. Well, she was very smart. Yeah, so she put together the show called the, the, the Arabian Nights. And what was funny was I was the only Middle Eastern guy in the club at the time. And they go, and I got a call from Duncan Trussell, who's a comedian who was a booker who's at the time. Who's hilarious. Very funny guy. I don't know if guy. you've watched him lately. It's really funny, yeah. man. Yeah, Duncan's a very funny guy. And so he goes, he goes, uh, hey, do you know any other Middle Easterners? And Mitzi had seen Ahmed Ahmed, who's an Egyptian-American, perform. So she made him a regular. I'd seen Aaron Cater perform once. And I said, I know this half-Palestinian guy. They go, all right. And they were throwing everybody. And, I, I was, and then I told Duncan, who me and Duncan were both friends with Sam. Yep. And I go, well, Sam's last name is Tripoli. And I go, Tripoli's in Libya. I go, he's got to have some Middle Eastern in him. Right. And you had showcased for her before. And- yeah, I'd done showcases where, like, I'd gotten literally, like, standing O's. I, I had waitresses, like, follow me out of the club, tell me how funny it was. And she's like, I don't like him. Yeah, she just had it out for you. She yeah. wouldn't until we find out that Sam is half Armenian. Yes. Which qualified him suddenly. Somehow, some way, that works me in. I'm from over that way. It was so funny. So the first shows we did with the Arabian Nights, uh, it was all of us, and then she put on this Indian guy, uh, Anand Chulani. She Anand Chulani, Anand the Chulani. legend. Uh, he would, he, one of his jokes, Anand's, was uh, he'd come on and he'd say... Uh, no, he had, actually, here's what happened once. That was the Jay Davis show, but the, there was actually a showcase to get on that show for her. So you had to go up and you had to do a couple minutes in the OR. If she liked that, she'd be like, come do Thursday, which was when da- Jay Davis was doing the show. And I remember Duncan told me, listen, this is how you get in. You do a joke about your mom. You do a joke about your ethnic group. And then you do one joke you want to do. Hilarious. So I, I did something about my mom power walking. Then I did a joke about being Armenian, how hard it is with beaches. And then I did Asians on ecstasy. And that was my set. Hilarious. And she loved it. And she's like, okay, come back Thursday. So then it, then it was Thursday. And you did something so cool that night. Because you got not only me in, oh yeah, but you got Brett Ernst in, yeah, trifecta. Because you like hid in the corner where no one could find you. Yeah, there was so there's another good friend of ours, Brett Ernst, who's a very funny comedian, and we all we all used to run together and like get up and yeah. like stand in line and everything. So I'd become a regular. I when when this Arabian Nights thing came up, I was like, we get Tripoli in, and then we were doing this big show, and Mitzi had said, I want to see Maz next, and uh, I told the MC, I said pretend like you can't find me and put Brett Ernst up in before me because I knew Brett would do well in front of her. She just had to see him. Right. So Brett goes up in front of me, kills. He's a regular now. Yep. And then I go up and we're all in. And what actually happened was that I got picked up on a Thursday and this was at the time the comedy store was doing main room nights Fridays and Saturdays. Right. 
So I got a call that morning. You're regular, and Mitzi wants you to go up in the main room because Johnny Sanchez had canceled. And they put me up right after uh, Charles Fleischer, which at the time I thought was the most amazing thing ever, but I didn't realize. For those of you who don't know, Charles, Charles Fleischer was the voice of Roger Rabbit. Uh, he's a comedian. He's an older comedian. And uh, I he hate would to say we're all older comedians. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are all older comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, but, I I'm saying, but I'm saying he's from the he's from the Robin Williams genre, right? And, uh, and, and he, he was would, like a legend back in the day, and he was—I mean—he was like a rock star back yeah. in the day, and he was still still going up at that time. And the comedy store at the time, just to set the the stage for what Sam had to go into, the comedy store at that time had there was a handful of guys. There was uh, Eddie Griffin, and Andrew Dice Clay, uh, Charles Joe Fleischer, Rogan. Joe Rogan. And um and Barry Diamond, but Joe Joe actually, I was, what I was getting at it was Joe would not go that long at the time. But the people when we first came in, Eddie Griffin would come in and do like two hours. Dice two would to do an three hour. Hours. Yeah, Paul Mooney would do a long time. And because all these guys were doing long, then all the other guys that were that had been there for a while were like, well, then I'll go long. So Fleischer would sometimes do half an hour, forty five minutes, and it was like this style he's got where he'll do crowd work, and then at the end he'll tie it in with a song, and it always gets like. The crowd is standing, so impressed. Oh. Standing ovation. And here goes Sam on his first night at and the comedy store. And I ate it. <laughs> I ate it so bad. But what was special about that night was it was the first... I was one of two people ever that Mitzi Shore gave their first paid spot, a main room spot. Who's the other one? Roseanne Barr. There you go. Because me and Roseanne were the first ones ever. And I ate it. I, like, I, ate it. I ate it bad. And it was such a turning point for me because... I got a call and I, I'm like, they're like, you're going up again Saturday. And that was so crazy to me that I really literally bombed on stage and I still got a, a spot to come back. Like, it was such a great safety net to yeah. know that, you know, it wasn't about killing back then. And I know it sounds crazy, but it, it was about developing and learning and, and growing. Well, the comedy store has always been that. I always tell people, a lot of people uh, that, that if, if you're listening to this outside of town, make sure to when you come into town, go see a show at the comedy store. Uh, I also work at the Laugh Factory, another great, great club. Uh, uh, Improv is a great club. But the comedy store has this history like it used to be this uh, club, uh, like a gangster club back in the fifties called Ciro's, where somebody yeah. got shot. You can literally see the hole where they shot people. Yeah, and but I don't know if that's real sometimes because one day, like only a year ago, someone showed. I'm like, I've never seen this before, and I've been here like twelve years. I didn't even know about that hole myself, to be quite honest. But but the, but the, there's rumors that the place is haunted because like I've the person it. who got killed is still there. All this, Twice. but it's amazing. So all these legends went through the place. But the one thing that's amazing about the comedy store is if you go, there's three rooms of the comedy store. There's the belly room that's upstairs, the main room that's a big room, and then there's the uh, original room in the front that's a dark room. And if you ever come to watch comedy there, pay attention to the fact that the comics on stage are blinded by the light and the room is super dark so they can barely see anybody. And that's why the comedy store is so magical. And that's what she had originally decided to do was to make it a place where you're so blinded. I'll tell you what else. Okay, well, you're on. also you're not you're you're not uh, you're not editing yourself when you're on stage. You can't see you can barely see people's reactions. Well, that's so what's good for you. Let it go for uh, taking chances on stage because yeah. people can laugh at stuff when they're not worried about people seeing them laugh at maybe something that's a little sick and twisted. Yeah. But I'll tell you another thing about the comedy store that's magical, at least that OR, is that there's no host. So if someone goes up there and flamethrows the room, you immediately have to follow that, and you have to learn how to follow that. Yeah, yeah. As, there's no bumpers, you know? Yeah, it's a boot camp. It really is. It's a boot camp. It so really is. So here was. you are. So you follow Charles Fleischer. You died. Die. 
and then you ended up doing the Axis of Evil. I mean, the 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 Arabian Nights with us, and then very ev- funny. Yeah, and then eventually, so the Arabian Nights became me, Sam. Aaron Cater and Ahmed Ahmed. I'm like the fifth Beatle. You are the fifth Beatle because then eventually what happened was we started touring in like uh, com- like the the Middle Eastern community well, started coming to the shows. You're cutting over so much great stuff. I know we only got a short time, but we used to get sent down to La Jolla every month. Yeah. Do you know how ridiculous that is? And she would just mine us and mine us and mine us. And, w- and when we first started, I always felt me and you carried the show. Right. And that the other guys kind of were learning how to go and that you know and, and Aaron became a great uh you know wordsmith and uh, uh meta meta was always this like Dean Martin of the group who yeah. just this very charismatic guy on stage and you know really funny dude and but they would they learned over the right. first kind of year and it was just me and you going up there and uh and uh it was such an amazing time it was it was a pretty it was a pretty ma- it's as amazing as comedians getting sent down we're all like making very little money but it was like a party. We'd go down. We spend the weekend. There's a condo right there by uh, in in Pacific Beach, right right on the ocean. Right. Oh my God! It was the best times. It was so much fun. It was like nothing you'd ever seen before. Yeah. yeah. And, and and it's very funny because you go to La Jolla and you think that's what a road gig is. And, and even though you know we've moved on to bigger and better gigs, you know that's not like a normal kind of road gig sometimes. Sometimes on the road you go into some places where one, they don't care who you are and why yeah. you're on stage. They're miserable. Like you yeah. go to La Jolla, everybody's good looking, they're rich. It's even got a little ghetto now because like they're so rich and they they get drunk and it, it could be roadhouse in there. But yeah. at the time that when we'd gotten picked up, it was like this Shangri-La of comedy. Oh, it was great. It was a great time. It was a great time. And one time actually Sam... Uh, picked up these two rich, uh, older, beautiful they women. Me up. They picked you up, like in a Rolls Royce or something, right? Yes, and we just drove around La Jolla, just having the, the best time. I will say this, Moss. You and Joe Rogan are literally the only ones that would be like, okay, I got Dato, but I, I I'll feature for you. I wouldn't do it with anybody. But when I go on the road with you two, <laughs> I have the best time ever you know with you i have to you know your crowd i gotta edit the set and i have no problems with that i have to edit the set you know to fit their sensibilities but the i always have the best time of my life yeah we do like like when, when the excess of evil thing first blew up what was going on was so fun i i, I it's still the phoenix gigs where it was just like the the like your your pelvis, your Persian Elvis. People never realize that about you. You really are <laughs> Persian Elvis, and you would show up, and just the community would come out, and you know it's like uh, I don't know if uh, Persians are are predominantly Muslim, are they? Would you say that? But they, I always felt like predominantly Muslim, but like a lot of the ones in America aren't as religious. Yeah, and they're in, not in, in LA, you have Persian Persian Jews, and I mean, I mean, even like even the Muslims, most most of Persian Muslims aren't extreme anyway. Like, right. And you know, it was mo- so much fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just they would show up with limousines wanting to drive you around. And it was like yeah. such rock star sh- stuff. And I, to the, this day, well, I've had a couple gigs since then where I'm like, it's a battle of the greatest gigs ever. But that theater in the round that we did, uh, the Celebrity Theater Arizona, in Arizona, yeah. uh, was one of the best times of my life. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good time, man. It's no, so we always fun. have fun. We always have fun. You, oh, Yeah, your, your gigs are a lot of fun because people just... They're so happy to see you, and you're so, you put on. I always said this. I always said 
the people I felt out of the whole group that was going to have the potential to get, to get the biggest was you and Steve Renazizi. I, I just always felt like you two had something, like this kind of lovable quality out there. That we have, we have a good time. We're not dark. You, you really do. Yeah, and it's yeah. so much fun. I, it I don't like, get down on myself. You that show when we when you did the what, what the not the will turn was it the listener and what was the first time when you kind of realized that you were at bad mama jamma where you're like I just packed this huge theater it was you still next to the evil show no but you know what it's never like I've never th- that's that's the whole point is like I've never thought of it like oh look at how awesome I am. It's more like exactly what you just said. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, such a, I'm having such a great time. I'm like, I hope the after party is as fun as the show. Right. You know, that's yeah, that's right. my mentality. S- to this day, some yeah. of the funnest times I've ever had. Yeah. So we've, we've come, how, how are we doing on time? Yeah. So Sam and I been through a lot together. We're going to find out a little bit more uh, in the in the next segment uh, about what he's up to now. Do we have um, to plug anything? We'll come back and we'll plug some stuff. Uh, Let's plug. We, yeah, we'll come back and plug. That's it. Uh, Minivan Men. Stay tuned. Yo, this is Chris Spencer. I know you guys are listening to us. You're laughing and you're you're telling everybody about us, but we need you to rate it. So when you go on iTunes, rate us. Go down to where it says comments and say, hey, I think you're groovy. Hey, we're back with the Minivan Men. I'm Maz Jobrani here with our guest, Sam Tripoli, this week. Holla at your boy. Uh, just real quickly, uh, I am actually uh, doing a uh, crowdfunding campaign for a movie I'm trying to make called Jimmy Westwood, American Hero. It's like a Persian Pink Panther. Very great character. Very so cool. I need people character. to go. If you get a chance, go to JimmyVestwood.com. J- uh, Jimmy and then V-E-S-T-V-O-O-D.com. That takes you to the crowdfunding page. Uh, contribute whatever you can. Kickstart that thing. Kickstart. $10, $20, $30, whatever you can put in there. You get a perk. And we got to make this movie. It's going to be funny as hell. Um, and then also Harland uh, Williams, who is on the, uh, he's part of the uh, All Things Comedy Network, has got a new app out. Uh, it is um, called, it's at harlandapp.com, H-A-R-L-A-N-D app.com. And again, we're all part of the All Things Comedy Network, which has some great podcasts. Um, you've got uh, the Skeptic Tank, which is uh, Ari Shafir. You've got the Harland Hi- Highway, which is, Harlan Williams, you your got Bill Burr's, your mom's house, the fl- the flop house, Jake this, Jake Johansson. It's a great, great uh, um, uh, network. Uh, Tom Rhodes has uh, is on there. Uh, just need to go. You just go to allthingscomedy.com and check out all the comics. It's a great group to be a part of. Um, also, if you want to get in touch with Sam, it's at Sam Tripoli. Yep, and uh, the Naughty Show is now available on. Uh, all things comedy it should be up tomorrow or the next day. We recorded our first one. It went so well. It well, was really fun. Well, here I want to find out a little bit more about this naughty show because this this is what happens. So so basically, this show we're trying to get through Sam's history, but also retelling some of our stories. But so what happened was eventually, uh, Access of Evil took off in its on its own term with me, Ahmed, and Aaron, and right. we brought on Dean Obidala. It I wasn't. Was I wasn't Middle Eastern enough. You weren't Middle Eastern enough, and 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 in all in all honesty, you were. You know, your style is edgier. You yes. know, like you haven't. Sam has always been one of the best writers I've known, and a great performer. And I used to tell Sam. I remember when we were working together. I was like, I was like, you're like the Larry David of the group. Yeah. Like you're like y- people are gonna find you, 
and your voice needs to stay your voice. You don't need to come on a show where you've got to come up with other material you don't want to talk about. Yeah, there is something to that, and it's you know it has led to some interesting stuff. You know, I feel like you kind of move very quickly, and when I first started moving to LA, I moved kind of quickly. I got TV shows, doing a lot of stand up, but then I kind of went on my own little venture right now, and it's now starting to kind of pay off, which. I owe a lot to you because I remember when I started doing the Naughty Show, you kind of pulled me aside. You go, listen, I love that. It's you. It's perfect. Here's what you're going to do. It's, you're going to get a lot of resistance at first. It's going to be a lot of resistance. Stick with it. It will eventually start paying off. And believe it or not, those words always stuck with me. And when it got like really like, what am I doing? I kind of kept thinking about that, and I kept pushing it and pushing it, and now the blessings, I'm, I, it's kind of right place, right time with the internet and how like artists are really taking control of not only their message, but their content and all that stuff. And so it's starting to well, really you know, that's, up. It's an age-old story of, of ideas, of entrepreneurship, and how people are always hesitant. Even this, this Jimmy Vestwood movie that I'm trying to make. You know, I, you know if people, once, when people go to the website, they'll see we got this video where I talk about you know, you would. A lot of people don't get it. You know, they're like, "What's this film? It's a Persian Pink Panther. I don't get it. Why does he have an accent? Why? You know what? Ah, you know, and and it kind of could discourage you sometimes. But you're like, you know what? I'm gonna push through. I'm gonna push through. I'm gonna push through. And ultimately, you will create something. Uh, yes. Sometimes you create genius. Yeah. Sometimes you create like mediocrity. But at well, least you create something. Well, yeah. And the whole thing is like, who knows what your crowd is? Yeah. You know. We'd all love to be playing the Staples Center, but sometimes that's not in the cards, and that doesn't mean that's not successful. It doesn't have to be you know thirty thousand at every gig. If you can put a good number of people in the seats who enjoy your stuff, which is what I love about the internet. So now let me ask you the Naughty Show. So the Naughty Show that Sam does is uh, an idea that you came up with, or because because here's again we're on minivan men. So my life is now I'm surrounded by kids. Yeah. And poop and boogers. And yeah. you've got the naughty show where you do a show where it's you like bring out... It's like a rock out- and roll circus. That's kind of what I go for. I okay. just... You know, I grew up in the old days of Sam Kennison, Dice, even Benny Hill. You know, I mean, you think about Benny Hill. Think about what they did on that show at that time. You know, people could watch it with their grandma and people thought that was the most hilarious thing. Yeah, you know? women, women in bras at all times. Yeah, but it was done class... Classy. Something happened when you started talking, you know, you start going edgy where it just became super crude and, you know, and I just never thought that that that's what it had to be. I always thought there could be something done that was, I, you know, I would always do really good at bar gigs and everybody hates bar gigs, but I always love bar gigs because people are there drinking and they wanted it to be crazy. Right. And then I go to do comedy clubs and it was the exact opposite of that and it was more controlled and I just didn't have fun. So I'm like, how can I get those people at the bar to come see me at the comedy clubs? And that's kind of where the naughty show came from. But then it started getting bigger than that. And it's just... It's a it's it's a classy adult show you can bring your girlfriend and to. And so what is you you so you do stand up and then at some point a porno star comes out like what how does it work? You know what's so funny about adult film stars is like you could have a million person. I'm march. sorry, hold on, hold on, time. Now I said porn star, you said adult film star. Is that some sort of like oh you, I just you know using the N word versus African American? No, no, did no, I just I, did I, I just insult porn ju- stars? No, not at all. Okay, not at all. I just, it's just a very interesting thing when you talk about, you know, porn stars, adult film stars, whatever you want to call them. It's just like if you did a million person march to raise money for your project and four adult film stars showed up, 
that's all they would talk about. I see. Of a million people, four adult film stars are there. Everyone would talk about, and there were porn stars there. Right. I do a naughty show, which has everything in it. I mean, literally every aspect of entertainment is in this show, and there's one adult film star. When you in say there. every aspect, you mean like I have a juggler, then I have a magician, and not then that, I, no. but it's like I will, I do want. I'm really dying for a, a dirty magician to come. That'd be awesome. I'm dying to find. One. I can't. If there's any dirty magicians at Sam Tripoli, hit them up at Sam Tripoli. You better have a good video too if you're a dirty magician. I, I do. I would love to do. I want. I've always wanted someone where people could come. And just laugh. Now, here's the thing about the naughty show is that people here, you got to be really dirty to do it. That's not true. But you can be really dirty to do it. Do you understand? Like, right. you could come out here and do your act and do extremely well and kill. And then someone like Dice could come up there and just get filthy and also kill. It, it allows you to go there. Those are some of the best crowds because that's a crowd that's there to laugh regardless. Because sometimes, you know, there's crowds that need you to be dirty and there's sometimes crowds that get offended at this stuff. Yeah. The best crowds are the crowds that are like, we're here to party. We're having a good time. You know, uh, there's a porn star yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> Out of these million people. And, you one. know, to be honest <laughs> with you, I use the adult film star not so much to bring people, but almost to keep certain people away. Like, if you're offended that there's an adult film star in there, you most likely won't want to come to this now, show. Now, what does the adult film star do during the show? What do you we have do her different do? stuff. Like, uh, we have this girl named Joanna Angel who's going to be in the show. Okay. And uh, we're going to do something that went really well last time we we did it and it's a uh, celebrity porn reenactments okay and what i do is i get uh, all my favorite guys who do impressions and they reenact scenes and she has to guess what scene it w from what movie it was we'll okay. we'll pick her scenes and i'll i'll clean up the dialogue and we'll have like you know skylar stone did vince vaughn okay and, uh, you know and then, uh, but then does she get naked or something uh no and this is this is again this is where uh, the you know the um, you know I, the 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 life that I'm living in and I I, I've, I because of my touring I haven't even had a chance to come see one of these shows yet. Can I tell you something? Usually within the show, the adult film star is the most conservative one in the show, Hilarious. and I'm not even lying to you. Hilarious. Everybody else in the show, in particular the crowd, goes crazy compared to what the girl is doing it. I wonder if it's like comedians like when you're out and about and people are like be funny be funny like no I just want to kind of be myself yeah you know? and there is something to that and there's also this I mean within them is this desire to, to cross over right to mainstream and you know hey it's the Tonight Show I'm Jay Leon please welcome Joanna Age you know yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. a dream that they have now have you uh, by hanging out with some of these girls and stuff have you eventually like uh, um, hooked up with them no not I, I wasn't gonna hooked up I, that was another question but my question is have you become well known enough in the community where you may they may ask you to host the award show or something one day I just got asked to uh do all the comedy bits for the AVNs coming up. That's cool. So that means you're gonna like write sketches and stuff. Yeah, all the video sketches. Oh, I that's just a cool has job. To do that. Yeah, and it's fun. I've done that for a while in the Naughty Show because it's a multimedia show, and yeah, I'm gonna have fun with it. I just gotta write like four, three or four 30 minute sketches. It's 30 seconds. 30 seconds. I was like 30, 30 minutes. Yeah, 30 oh, that, minutes. That's called the sitcoms, dude. That would go nuts. <laughs> they would go nuts. In so there. wait, they're gonna provide you with all the uh, the like uh, like the personal shoot it or whatever, and like you'll be Everything. like, look, it's I'm an just idea gonna crank where out ideas. So and so comes out, and she's like, vote yeah. for me for president, and then yeah. her nipples explode or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. By it's the way, you can use that if you want. Thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. I'm not hosting. I would like to host it. They for some reason these adult. Uh, film awards want to get women to host the show. It's very interesting. 
It's very interesting. They're like, and is oh, it we're women gonna... comics or women? Yeah, porn? women comics. Oh, okay, they okay. love to have it because I don't know. It softens it, I guess. And I understand because every naughty show I do, I have a female comic in there. I at least I try to get a female comic in there, you know, because it just kind of I guess offsets the misogyny. I guess yeah. I don't know, but it's just an interesting thing. I've always wanted to host the AVNs. That'd be awesome. I would love to. It, it's chaos. Huh? Did you ever? You came and saw me at Beecher's Madhouse. I, saw, I was just about to talk about that. Like I would come see you at the AVNs if I could, and I would have to get my wife. I'd probably bring my wife. We'd probably have to come together. You know, I, and here's what I'm gonna tell you. You'd probably leave there going. Nothing really happened. Oh, of course. There well, wasn't any weird uh, like stuff going on stage. No, dude, no boobs popping out. It's like they try to literally do yeah. an award show. Yeah, that's the case with a lot of things in your life where you're like, oh my god, it's going to be chaotic, and then you go and you're like, oh, it was just people hanging out. Now you'd probably see crazier stuff at the MTV Movie Awards than you would actually see at the AVNs. Right. Or if you went to Carnival in Brazil, yeah. How about that. Or Burning Man, I, I'm dying to go there. Um, you know, friends of mine were just telling me about that the other day. A lot of this stuff is funny because as I'm getting older, I just ran into some friends that are my age, and they go to Burning Man every year, and they're like, "We go there, and you can either shroom or you can get stoned." Or and I'm like, "Shroom? I've never." Shroom. I was like, "I don't know if I can start shrooming now. I'm too old." And I was like, "Who's gonna watch the kids?" When I, you know, I mean, I, we have a nanny, but that is interesting. How long does the shrooming last? Like, I don't know how long. I, I'm, I'm not gonna even. I'm not. I'm not good. I'm not good with. I, I don't. I, I like. You know, I'll drink, but I'm not good with drugs in general because uh, I think I get paranoid, and I already like it's too much already. But it's just interesting as you're getting older. You're like, I'm too old for this anyway. There is some. It's like, why are we partying this hard? Yeah. Like my wife and I were gonna go to a Halloween party this past Saturday. And as we got closer and closer, we're like, we don't even have the energy to go buy the costume. Yeah. Much less go to the Halloween. And then I looked at the video online of the Halloween party. KCRW has a party every year. I looked at it. I was like, you got to be on ecstasy to be at this thing. Yep. And we're like, screw it. We want to saw the Argo. The new thing is and we Molly fell asleep. Huh? Everybody's doing Molly. Bali? I'm like, Molly. What's M -O -L -L -Y. Molly? M-O-L-L-Y. See, I don't even know what that is. What's yeah. Molly? It's like pure ecstasy. It's like much pure ecstasy. Takes out all the junk and they've upgraded ecstasy. So it's you, crazy, and all I, I was about to say, all the kids are doing it, but all the young girls love it. Love the Molly. If you brought Molly, girl, be like, what? Where? Where? What? It's That's like crazy. really crazy. And I quit doing drugs. I quit doing everything. Yeah, because I just always wanted to be Led Zeppelin. Every night I party it was like Led Zeppelin. We're on tour. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna party like there's no tomorrow. And I really did. And I just, and I'm kind of over it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? It's like, it's like I'm almost like I'm almost like too tired you know, to do like, a Molly. I'm, I'm not going to Molly. Where, like, like even though even though I have a girl, if there was the option, which I wouldn't take, but the option of getting laid, I almost see grabbing a burrito and going to sleep as much a victory at this age at this time as going to get laid. It just it's, it's, it's dude. If I'm able to squeeze in an episode of Boardwalk Empire, yeah. Been a, it's been a great night. It's been a right? great week. It's totally fine. Actually. All right. You guys, we're going to wrap it up. I uh, want to thank Sam Tripoli for coming, uh, being with us. Uh, I we're love gonna have you back. Man. We're going to have you back. All, all right? my favorite comedians. Uh, once again, at Sam Tripoli, and he's part of the All Things Comedy Network. So you can honored. listen to him, uh, The Naughty Show. I'm Maz Jobrani, at Maz Jobrani. Go to jimmyvestwood.com. Give a few bucks. Let's do this. Good night. All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites. There's thechrisspencer.com, 
mazjobrani.com and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks. Many bad men.